Hello and welcome to the only podcast about video games that you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. I am your host this week, Jordan Raddick, joined by the spectacular, fantastical, Go irre- irreplaceable Corey Faust. <laughs> Corey, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. How was your glad to be here, Jordan? Me too. How was your weekend? Oh, it was great. I uh I recorded a band for like ten hours straight on mm. Sunday. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yeah. That was exhausting, but it was actually a lot of fun. And then um and then just all of Monday just played Metroid Dread, which we're gonna talk about a lot oh, we this are. episode. Yes, definitely. We're gonna talk a lot of dread. Mm-hmm. My uh my weekend was good. I uh, played a lot of Metroid Dread. Took a break on Saturday to play uh, a little bit of D&D. Uh, a buddy of mine ran a sort of Mass Effect theme uh, like okay. D&D one. It, the one shot he ran essentially was uh, a, uh, a space traveler had crashed on like our, you know, fantasy world. Okay. Um, and he was pl- like all the music he was playing was like the the Mass Effect theme music, and he was you know kind of <laughs> kind of making like some Mass Effect jokes here and there and stuff. And yeah, he had clearly been playing it recently. It was great. It was a lot of fun. I have uh, a oh, that's great. I so I've always had the itch to play like a space themed like D and D game. I've I've just never um I've never known anybody to run one. So I don't so. know if you know this. There is canonically an entire like space setting in D&D. It's called Spelljammer. Okay. Uh, it's the name of the setting. It's also the name of the ships that people fly. They're like actual ships that are controlled by like magic users that fly through. Oh, that's tight. So it's like the it's like <coughs> fantasy meets sci-fi sort oh, of yeah. thing. It's great. One of oh, the Oh, that's so cool. It's it's actually they're going to come out with a, a Spelljammer 5e book in 2022 more than likely because they just dropped playtest material for the multiverse travelers because so is in, it relatively new is it like no relatively it's, new for it's, D&D? it's been uh there since i think like second edition or first edition maybe even oh, okay. but they just haven't brought it to like the current edition yet but oh, it's uh it. they've been teasing a lot of it um super recently with a recent playtest material and uh like their recent D celebration that they're going to mm-hmm. do a spell jammer set so i'm very excited because basically, that could you could spell jam to any D and D world that there is, yeah. which allows for a lot of fun. Uh, there's also a hippo race called the Gif that are a militaristic, anthropomorphic hippo people that dress like, <laughs> uh, you know, 1700s British colonizers and use muskets and stuff like that. It's it's that's so great. It's pretty that's great. So yeah. good. That's so good. Yeah, it's uh, I'm very excited. Very, very much hoping they do a Spelljammer set. Uh, my character that I'm playing right now is a, a Herengon, which is one of the more recent races, the Rabbit Folk. Uh, and okay. he's, a, he's a Circle of Stars druid. So he can throws a lot of like uh, star-based spells and stuff like that. But I okay the way I have him talk is kind of like, I try and do like a John Bernthal, like Punisher kind of impression. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of really low and I'm just kind of doing like this, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like a person. My name is Denny Longfoot. How you doing? Like, 
So oh, that's good. Yeah, that's very good. It's a lot of fun. It's it's tough to keep the voice going because we play for like four or five hours on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to keep the voice going through all of that. But uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Uh, we didn't get to finish um, the little like story that he wrote up. So we're going to finish it, I think, this weekend. I hope anyways, nice. if any, if everyone's free, you know, it's hard to get get everybody together to be able yeah, to play. Yeah, exactly. It's rough. But let's get right into it, man. Uh, yeah, we're let's both do been it. playing a lot of Metroid Dread. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to try and keep this as spoiler-free as possible. At le- we will not spoil any of the story stuff. Um, no. None of that. Uh, no, I mean, we'll probably talk, like, a little bit, you know, upgrades and stuff that your character gets along the way. But, like, that's that's not really, like, spoiler stuff. No. Because this is a lot of stuff you've seen already. Yeah. You know, for the most part. And, um... And yeah, I mean, it's really easy to talk about this game without talking about the story because it is very story story light. <laughs> the um, story, uh, I will at say- least in my opinion, the story kind of just like is there, but it's never um, it's it's not constantly present. No, in my opinion, but I feel like that that is something that's true about a lot of Metroid games. Um, yeah, the yeah. mainline ones, at least Prime, the Prime games are definitely different. They are way more story driven but um you know this has more story than super metroid or (laughs) yeah no yeah you're absolutely Uh, right yeah um which is you know i i actually recently finished playing super metroid so i I feel like that was a good kind of bar to hold this up against Mm -hmm. um how far are you in the game so far it's 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 hard to say because I feel like I'm getting really close to the end. I'm about I'm about uh with the time, the gameplay time that it quotes me. Mm-hmm. Um I'm about like 7 hours and 20 minutes in, roughly right around there. Okay. Um I think I've actually been playing longer than that though. Um <laughs> which I guess we could talk about a little bit if you want. It is uh is it true that the game isn't actually like recording the time that like when you die and then have to replay or when you pause or when you pause? Okay. Apparently it's, it doesn't uh, record that time. Okay. So if you die and have to replay a section and then die again, that none of that time's recorded. It basically records Mm -hmm. like a perfect run through time essentially. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Cause, um, when I I first started playing this on I want to say Friday night, and um I I really only put in like just a little bit of time just to kind of get my feet wet, because uh, I had to work the next morning, and um and then the next day when I get into it to play a little bit, I see my time on it and it's like thirty minutes, and I was like, wait, I feel like I played longer than 30 minutes. That's yeah. weird. Okay. And I didn't really think anything of it until like you said it uh, the other day when you're like, okay, how much t- or how long have you played or whatever? And yeah, I, I didn't know that was the case until I checked the, the Metroid subreddit because there's apparently a lot of controversy um, surrounding this game for, for, a couple different reasons. One of them being people complaining uh, about the length of the game, apparently, uh, and mm-hmm. that it's too short. Which uh, they're they're saying it's too short for a sixty dollar game. When you know there are games like Hollow Knight, uh, which we brought up before, that are are yeah. you know a lot cheaper uh, and take a lot longer to beat than this mm-hmm. does. Um, 
I don't necessarily think that that's a fair comparison. I mean, I'm yeah. my my playtime right now. The game's clocked it at seven hours um, and like twelve minutes or something like that. And I'm I'm at the final boss. Uh, I'm deba- I have forty three percent item completion, so I'm debating whether or not I want to go back and pick up the rest of those items before I, I take on the final boss. Yeah. And I think that um, it's the kind of game that makes you really want to do that. Uh, yeah. So, and it's also the kind of game that, and we can get into this a little bit, that you want to play multiple times in order to do things like sequence break, which this game actually encourages you to sequence break a lot. There are a lot of ways it encourages you to do that, even going so far as to have like special cutscenes when you kill bosses after sequence breaking in certain ways. Wait, what do you mean? So, have you... This isn't a spoiler, because they, they spoiled this boss in the trailer, in the marketing. Uh, have you fought okay. Kraid yet? Yeah. Yeah. So, you can sequence break the game and get the Morph Ball bombs early, and then fight before you fight Kraid. And if you do that, there is a Morph Ball bomb launcher in the room where you fight Kraid, and you can launch oh, wow. you can get in there and launch yourself into his belly button and then you start dropping bombs and it kills him like instantly. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So the, the game encourages you to sequence break. And so I think it has a lot of replay value for like that reason, number one. Okay. And number two, yeah. like it I you know, I don't think the the average person is going to finish this game in, you know. 10, 12 hours. I think they're going to get a little bit lost. There are definitely times that I got yeah. lost, but I've played a lot of Metroid games. And so I was like, I, you know, kind of knew what to look for in that, in that sort yeah. of. Well, it's instance. like you can directly compare our playtimes. You know, yeah. we are, our recorded playtimes are roughly about the same from what it sounds like. Yeah. But you're at the last boss and I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm that close to the last boss, but I think I'm pretty close to beating it. You know, I, I'm feeling like it's getting there. But um, what what area? So I'm right now. Uh, the areas are kind of frozen, and I'm progressing my way back up to stop a blockage. Okay. To unfreeze things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, that you still have a little bit. Like, yeah, definitely at least couple hours i would say to go after that like okay. like one or two easily okay. um in my opinion so yeah you you know i think you that that right there is like a good comparison of our our yeah experience because it's gonna vary and, based on like your a skill level because this is a really hard game yeah this is this is a very difficult game the, i was not expecting it to be this tough like at all um how good are you at parrying the emmys like when you get um, caught i'm horrible at it i'm really bad at it i've gotten better mm-hmm. um but i'm not very good at it <laughs> i i feel like and the, this may be true or it may not be true i feel like the like the further you get in the game the mm-hmm. smaller the parry window becomes mm-hmm. and so i find myself parrying them less and less and I also feel like the parry window varies yeah, from time to time when bit. you get caught. It's not always exactly the same. Yes. Sometimes it's a, it, it happens a lot faster. Sometimes it's a little slower. And it's also different, like, say, if the Emmy catches you and you're underwater. 
I was like that's literally what, what I was about to say because yeah. that got me every single time. There was yeah. nothing that I could do, and that was. Yeah. It, but it's, so for those those of you who don't know what the Emmy is, because we are kind of speaking in a lot of Metroid Dread terms right now. Yes. If you've seen the trailers for this game, the Emmys are those other like uh, robots in the world that um, when you like kind of start venturing into their areas, they are kind of on the prowl. They're hunting you sort of thing. And um, I will say uh, I have a love-hate relationship with this mechanic, this this plot device, because I, A, I absolutely love, I mean, I mean, I mean the, the name Metroid Dread is dead on yeah. because when you are in these areas and trying to avoid the Emmys, you are filled with dread. Yeah, <laughs> it's just immediate anxiety trying to get away from these things. Something that I've I've found myself doing a lot of times while getting into the zones would be to kind of say, "Okay, I am going to go this way," and like, even I don't care. Even if I get caught, I just want to see like if this is the right way to kind of get me towards where I need to go. Like, mm-hmm. and so I found myself dying. So many times in the Emmy zones, just because I was trying to figure out like the right path, and then yeah. like finally figuring it out and being like, okay, now I'm going to figure out how to get past this motherfucker. Like yeah. <laughs> basically, like yeah, and kind of. The, it, and now to go back to like the flip side of what I was saying, how I love that dread that these characters instill in you. There is, there is something a little bit, at least in my opinion, a little bit not fun about constantly getting caught by these things and dying a lot mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time. And you, maybe your experience is totally different, but after a certain amount of time, I found myself like getting very frustrated, you know, just like, just like, okay, I, w- I just want to get to the next point. I know where I need to go. I yeah. just want to get past this fucker, but he's like, literally just going in circles right outside the door that i need to go (laughs) like get into yeah and and like when things like that happen um it becomes less of this like wonderful like horror aspect and more of just this just frustrated annoyance you Mm -hmm. know and that that was at least my personal experience with it so one thing that I, I sort of figured out and that really helped me because I was starting to feel some of those frustrations was that because mm-hmm. you every time you get caught, you respawn right outside of like their zone, you know, that yeah. they patrol. I find if you go in, you know, and you, when you spawn, they're always kind of in the same spot, but you can go in and kind of get them to start moving. And then mm-hmm. like as soon as they start to get close to you, go out real quick and they'll move past you and they'll, you know, move way further when you're out of the Emmy zone than when you're mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. So right before they get to you, you just pop out and they go boop, 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 super far. And then you come back in and you go, all right. And you can kind of take a breather. And that helped me because I was starting to get to that point until mm-hmm. I like, I realized that they moved further. Like the longer you stayed okay. out of the zone. That makes sense. Okay. So like, give it some time for them to keep moving around a little bit. Yeah. And like, start to even get kind of get close to you. So you're like, right out of that cone and then whoop like dart back okay it'll it. it'll start to alert them but the doors won't close on you until they're uh they're until fully they're alerted. actually like yeah fully yeah, alerted, yeah. like aware of you exactly that and i found the other thing that i found super helpful is um have you gotten the the grapple beam yet mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So when you find like the magnetized ceilings, if you grapple yourself up to that and then like press yourself up to the top and invis- mm-hmm. like invisibility cloak or whatever, yeah. phantom cloak, uh, that's like one of the most effective ways I've found to like hide from them when they're kind of getting close to you. Except yeah, there's a ton I, of times... I do that a lot or I'll even go into the morph ball and like yeah. sometimes there's like a little nook that yep. you can like roll into and then I'll go invisible in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... But it's, it is probably one of, like, the best instances in a game that I've played recently where, like, my heart is, like, pounding and, oh, like, yeah. my palms are sweating. Yeah. And I'm just, like, running away from this thing and it's beeping at me and I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, like, yep. that. Yep. And the, the boss fights in this game are so good, man. Like, yeah. they... There are boss fights that those take... are also very hard too. Oh, there, <laughs> but, are, there but are a couple bosses good. I got stuck on for an hour at least. Yeah, like, but they, I never in any of those boss fights, I never felt like I couldn't get past it. Like with the skill set that I had, and like, mm-hmm. or I never felt like I got to go back and get more like missile tanks or energy tanks or no, you know, they gi- they give you missiles like so like so many of them all yeah. the time like you get replenished all the time and it took me a minute to really kind of realize that because um it was fighting crade that mm-hmm. i realized i need to not be so conservative with these missiles yes. yeah me i, I, I should was doing, be just using these all the fucking time i was doing charge shots and getting just wrecked and then i realized yeah, that all of those little balls he throws out like spawn missiles when you shoot them and i was like yeah. Fuck it, man. I'm just spamming missiles. And I no, yep. whooped and, him. And ever since I learned that with him, I just spam missiles all the time for all the bosses or anybody, mm-hmm. really. Because because you're going to find missiles, like, everywhere. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And I and that totally, like, that totally changed the game for me as soon as I realized that. And, 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 I, I, and I don't want to, for the listeners who haven't actually played this yet the spamming the missiles thing isn't like a oh now all of a sudden this game is easy no not no, at all that's no. not the case it's I, just <laughs> i think what what it does though is it changes what the difficulty is because for so yeah. long like the difficulty in metroid came from like not having like enough resources or like these obtuse like maps where you don't know where to go or anything like that and what this mm-hmm. game like is so good at doing is like showing you where the critical path is like, but still making you kind of look for where you need to go next. Number one. And then number two, like making the difficulty being about like learning the pattern of enemies and learning the timing of different enemies so that Mm -hmm. you can like either use your counter, you know, to like take them out and set them up for like a cool shot or so that you can like jump past them or, you know, like slide under them or, you know, uh, even for bosses or anything, the timing of all of their moves, because They've got that like help screen that says like no boss attack is unavoidable and like mm-hmm. that was like my mantra every time I fought a boss. It was like no attack, <laughs> unavoidable man. You can you can no damage this. You can do yeah. it, man. Like, <laughs> but it's I think it balances the the difficulty of the combat and the exploration so well in a way that wasn't done yeah. in a lot of previous Metroid games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um like. I'm by no means like a avid Metroid player, you know, like right. of this this game or this series rather. Um I've played a little bit of the first one. I've played a little bit more of Super Metroid. 
Um, but I haven't played like, you know, the handheld games. Um, oh, I played a little bit of the first prime, you know, um, I'm more of a, I, I love the genre of games that these games like inspired along with Castlevania, you know, the whole mm-hmm. Metroidvania genre. I right. love that shit. Um, so going into this though, it was, it's really cool to see, you know, the franchise that kind of started this whole genre, or at least helped start this genre, uh, also kind of adapt like some of the hollow knight like difficultiness of of like you know the boss fights some of the enemy types Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see that um because it totally it's metroid but hard like like a hollow knight is and it's it's just cool i don't know i'm I'm, i love it so much have you fought the the robot guys yet Mm mm-hmm dude those yeah, without without going into what those things are, because that might be a little bit spoilery. Yeah, yeah, that's why. But I yeah, just, the rope. But um, but those yeah, guys there's... were were rough. Uh, the first first couple times I fought them, like... dude. Yeah, there's okay, and then it was like, and then when you're finally starting to get the hang of it, you're like, ooh, okay, got through that last one, just just barely. Then they throw two of them at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like why, why are they doing this? <laughs> That dude, that part was like I was like, this is just wrong, man. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I struggled so much with one. Like, yeah. I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah. This is so supremely my, messed up. <laughs> my thumb, like after Sunday night, I haven't played since Sunday night because my thumb from just mashing Y, just <laughs> like yeah. and, and shooting those beams as quickly as I can, and like jumping yeah. and dodging. I man, Samus controls so well so smooth oh my god so responsibly like yeah mercury steam did such a good job like making her handle well like i never mm-hmm. feel any if i ever miss like a counter or anything like that i know it's because of like an a missed input like on my end and not yeah like not you know the game not agreeing with me or something like that like yeah or anytime i miss a jump or something but like that rarely happens because oh it, it feels so freaking good to play like yeah it it really does it's like butter i mean the 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 movement and like like she's fast her movements are snappy i mean and they added the slide you know and it's just it's such a good like mechanically it such it it, it's it's just good it's at the top of like it's game it's it's so good the slide and the flash shift i think are the Mm -hmm. are the things that really like changed it for me that Mm -hmm. the mobility factor and like being able because that that flash shift in boss fights for like getting away from different attacks and stuff yeah it's critical it's a critical like move set that i think they pulled straight from hollow knight to be honest with Mm -hmm. you like so one thing about its movement and how like fluid it is and how dynamic it is and you know that flash shift especially and like some of the sliding um I didn't think about this until the moment. So the moment where you are fighting those two robots, mm-hmm. it felt a little bit like Smash. It felt yeah. like I needed to control Samus in that moment yeah. as a Smash character in order to get through this. Mm-hmm. Like it changed my perspective on um, how I should be playing the game because, you know, you're playing this game. It's like it's like a side scroller Metroidvania game. You know, it's a literally a Metroid game. 
But in that moment, I had to actually change the way I thought about playing it in order to beat those fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> and I just started playing it like a Smash game. <laughs> That's how you got to do it sometimes. Yeah. Just start... it, it, it's so cool. It's just really cool. Yeah, I, I think the level design is absolutely incredible. How each different area looks, you know, really unique and how mm-hmm. they're, they're able to change some of those areas like over time as well. Um, I think the the progression system with like the way you unlock different parts of the world um, through like your upgrades, I think that's done like really, really well. But I yeah. think the best thing that the game does is like it only holds your hand in like telling you what each power up you get does basically. Yeah. But other than that, it's just like figure it out. Maybe this condescending ass computer will tell you something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like half the things the computer tell you are just like they tell you something you already know, and then the computer says, "I don't know why that is the case." Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, "Oh yeah, you still can't beat that guy who whooped your ass at the beginning of the game." Yeah, I've been watching that footage over and over, and you still can't beat him. <laughs> like. Like, even with all of your powers, even with you at full strength, I don't think you can beat right? him. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so funny. Damn, dude. I didn't really think about it that way, <laughs> but that's hilarious. Uh, but, um, I mean, to your point of, like, how uh, the game does let you make mistakes on your own, you have to figure it out on your own, it doesn't really hold your hand through it. Mm-hmm. I will say to that point, like... This is some of the best level design I think I've experienced in recent games. Oh, yeah. Um, in a while, at least. Um, because it does such a good job of giving you this open, you know, mostly open, you know, Metroidvania-like world. You know, there are certain areas that are blocked off and all of that. But it does such a good job of, of like, kind of you know you you figuring out the right direction to go without the game telling you at all without the game even highlighting certain areas like how like a last of us might do with like climbing things you know or you know it's just it's just kind of like the level the levels are designed in a way to where it makes sense to where you just naturally figure out where you need to go next and that's it's done so well i i think part of the reason that it's done so well too is because you'll they're really smart about the way that like the different um, like upgrades work with like the, their sort of environmental cues. Yeah. Like as like you, you see constantly like those little blocks, with like the blue beam and shit or, and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And as soon as you get like the grapple beam, just looking at the grapple beam, you're like this fucking thing, I'm going to be able to like, you know, rip yeah. it open like mm-hmm. there. And they're so good at like, the the little ways that they will have you traverse an area and be like, oh, here's this like energy tank like that I bet would be super helpful because like the enemies here are way harder than they were in the last section like but you still need this uh this upgrade like and then literally like two rooms over they're like oh here would be like a cool shortcut to help you get where you need to go but you're missing yeah. the same upgrade that's keeping you from like. So, like, yep. it keeps reminding you of the thing that you're looking for and, like, nudging you, like, in this direction so that as soon as you mm-hmm. get it, you're like... But then you have to make a choice. Like, do I go back and I get all that stuff or do I, you know, continue down the path? And the 
you know, the, the game's critical path that it sort of leads you on is really good at like not forcing you to backtrack all the time. There are a couple instances yeah. where you kind of have to backtrack, but instead sort of looping back in on itself in interesting yeah. ways. Like literally the only time I've ever done like the whole frustrated backtracking thing is when I've gotten lost. Yeah. You know, if I if I wasn't paying attention to where I needed to go next, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, just backtracked a little too far, then then that that was of my own accord. The game is naturally guiding you in the right direction. Right. And uh, and and it just gives you the option to, you know, get lost or, you know, go, okay, you know, I, I think in my case, I, I wanted to go back and because I, I thought like I saw like an empty spot on the map that I hadn't checked out yet. I was like, that looks like that'd be a good spot for a secret. I'm going to go back there real yeah. quick, see if there's a secret there. You know, and then I kind of got lost along the way, but but you know that was my own fault. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's part of the reason I haven't gone off of the beaten path like a whole bunch is be- mm-hmm. is partially because I don't want to. Uh, I don't think you can soft lock yourself in the game, but I, I don't want to get in a situation where um, I'm unable to play for like two or three days or whatever, and then I come back and I'm like, oh shit, what am I doing? Because yeah. the, the game has that log. <laughs> yeah. There's a log in the pause menu, like every time you can sort of interface with that network. But I don't, I don't trust that. Like I, no, I, I will say as much as this thing, this game does right, uh, that log sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that log does not tell you much. <laughs> yeah, because it's basically just whatever the computer says. Which, as we referenced, yeah. is you need to upgrade your shit. You cannot, yeah. <laughs> you cannot survive with yeah. what you have. Like, yep. Yeah. And the computer is always vague. It's just like, I don't know what to do. I, just, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine, Sam. Get to the top of the planet <laughs> to your ship. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, bro. I know that's, that's the goal. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really loving, uh, loving the game. I, yeah. I'm think maybe tomorrow when I get off work, after I put my kid to bed, I will, I'll sit down and I'll try and take on that. That final boss, um, mm. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think maybe because I know where the final boss is, though, and like I'm like, okay, oh, cool. I know where. Like that's the end goal. Like now, I I mm-hmm. can maybe go back and backtrack, and like pick everything up and then just whoop his ass. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I I mean, some of these bosses, you know, have taken me like an hour to beat. Uh, yeah. At times and. Or, or there's a couple where, like, I, I think, I think Craig. The first time I tried to fight Craig was, I think, maybe Friday night, and I, I just got frustrated, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't want to do this. It's starting to get late. You know, I'm, I'm getting tired. I want to go to bed, and put yeah. it down. And I came back, and then Saturday morning, when I like started playing, I just whooped his ass like third <laughs> try or something like that. And I was like, all right, yep. cool. Like, which I. I find sometimes you need that, you know, like sometimes you got to yeah. just step sometimes away. Sometimes you got to step away from it a little and bit. Then, and then you'll come back and you'll be like, I got this. Like, and then you just, you just get in the zone, in mm-hmm. the flow. Yeah. Um, I can't recommend this game more. I mean, it's, it's really great. I, it's maybe my game of the year right now. Anyways, yeah. it's, it's been a pretty light uh, year as far as like big AAA, you know, games coming out go. But um but yeah, I can't think of another game that um I have had such a strong desire to revisit like right away. 
even after on Monday yesterday. So we're we're recording October twelfth, Tuesday. Um, so yesterday on Columbus Day, I was just playing that for hours, hours, all day basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still not burnt out on it. I I want to oh, keep yeah. playing this game. Um, that's what, the only thing that's that what it, I found too is that I kept telling myself like, oh, I'm I'm just gonna play for like five more minutes. Just five more minutes. And then like yeah. an hour would pass and I'd be like, all right, five more minutes. And then like an hour would pass and I'd be like, all yeah. right, I really need to stop now. It's been way too long. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, a game that in addition to wanting to play more, you know, it it never it never feels like it's repeating itself, which I think mm-hmm. even though even though you're it stays of, fresh. It yeah. it doles out the upgrades in in a very, very good way, like it paces those upgrades, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good, I'd say, mm-hmm. because um, that th- anytime you get the upgrades, it changes the way you play a little bit, you know, here right. and there, and it unlocks new areas on top of that, but also like it really does change the way you play. So it keeps it fresh, you know, and um, I think it does a good job of kind of like doling those out here and there. Um, I would say probably the biggest hang-up for a lot of people who are more like casually into this sort of thing or even just on like a tight budget is it being a shorter game you know Mm -hmm. because this isn't this isn't no you know if you're looking to play this game and you just know that you're gonna play it once through and then not go back to it you know so disregarding the replay value here if you know you're just gonna play it all the way through and then be done this isn't gonna be a 20 hour experience you know this is it's not going to be anything like that i mean Um, it it, i would say that if you're looking to you know collect all the upgrades and stuff like that you can get you can easily get a a 20 hour experience out of it yeah but i mean i think i feel like if it's taking you 20 hours to beat this game you're having a hard you're having a rough time well i mean i know i'm probably at at I don't know. I can't tell. My Switch is still telling me, you know, that I first started playing four or five days ago or whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I can't tell you. But I feel like I've probably, at le- I've definitely put 12 hours into it, at least, I would say. Because I yeah. played probably about, probably more, because I played about 10 hours between Friday and Saturday alone. Because I got off work, okay. you know, around like 2, 2.30 on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I played a good chunk Sunday. So yeah, I, I would definitely say i have like more than 12 hours and i think i could probably between the the final boss and going back and collecting the rest of the upgrades i could probably squeeze another six or seven at least and you know i'm i've already run it at kind of a faster pace than you have so you know mm-hmm. if no yeah so you're you up, can easily you're get, right. get 20 hours out of that i think it's gonna vary um but also like i i don't i don't think the argument about it being like a full-priced game and and being short is without merit i mean but i mean that's that's totally different like i it's it's hard to it's in my opinion it's hard to make an argument like for that or against Mm -hmm. it too because it's just like i understand we live in this society where you have to spend money on art (laughs) you know um so it's like so you do have to take into account your bank account you know and how much money you can afford to part with but in a perfect world uh, where you didn't have to do that and you could just experience the art, this is more than deserving of your time. And 
I honestly like I'm super excited for this game being like a so good, but also B it seems like it's selling really well too for a franchise, especially that historically has not sold well. uh, I think it's really important that this game does so well. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. on, on social media advocating the piracy of this game. In fact. Yeah. Um, I noticed that recently. And I, if you're doing that, then you're trash, man. Look, you, yeah. you gotta you gotta support devs if you want their stuff. Look, if you want to buy a copy of the game and then emulate it in 4K on your PC, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, man, it. you can do Why that. Like, yeah. like to support the developers at least, you know. Like, look, exactly. I I say this as someone who used to pirate movies, and I no longer pirate movies. All right, mm-hmm. look, I I used to pirate everything. Don't do it, man. You gotta support. You gotta support the people who make this stuff if you want them to keep making the things that you like. You know? Yeah, exactly. But I, I, exactly. I think there is a question to be asked. You've played this game. You've played Hollow Knight. Knowing that Hollow Knight is a cheaper game, mm-hmm. someone said, hey, I love Metroidvanias. I'm going to pick something up. Do I pick up Metroid Dread or do I pick up Hollow Knight? Which one are you going to recommend? I'm probably going to immediately recommend Hollow Knight. That's probably like my knee-jerk reaction. Um because because it's such a a it's a fucking good game. It's an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Uh also, it's a really long game. So you can experiencing you can experience it like for a longer period of time. And um and it's also like fifteen bucks yeah. when it's not on sale. <laughs> yeah. When it's on sale, you can get it for like eight bucks, you know. Um ho- Hollow Knight, for sure. And you know what? Just generally speaking, Hollow Knight is probably a better game, to be completely Ooh. honest. I'm I'm just gonna say that Hollow Knight's a better game. But but that does not that does not um I don't I don't want that to muddy my feelings for Metroid Dread because this game is amazing. It's very, very good. Um I I really think that people should genuinely, if they like this kind of game, they like a tough, you know, Metroid game, Metroidvania. It's so weird also as a sidebar, it's weird to refer to this game as a Metroidvania when it is in fact a Metroid game. It's a Metroid game, game. yeah. It's a, don't, don't call it Metroidvania, it's a Metroid <laughs> game. No, but man. I mean, it's it's in that genre, so if you like Metroidvanias, you're gonna fucking like this Metroid game, I feel like. Yeah. Like, get it. Just, just go get it. Just go get it. Go give them money, because I want them to keep making these more often. <laughs> and... Yes. And we all know, we've said it here plenty of times before, Nintendo ain't gonna do shit if they're not getting money for it. <laughs> True. And I, I think more than anything, I think that, you know, we need, people need to be vocal with their wallets about what franchises they want to see continue. And I think that yeah. Metroid as a franchise is something that's, you know, obviously incredibly beloved by Nintendo fans. Um, mm mm-hmm. Maybe not like the the casual like Nintendo audience, but like the the hardcore Nintendo audience for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it it is becoming even more and more uh, sort of like well known. Um, yeah. Thanks to like Smash Bros. And I I feel like for some reason I didn't 
when I was growing up, I didn't feel like anyone gave a shit about the Prime trilogy. And now people are all hyped for like Metroid Prime 4 and stuff, you know? Like, yeah. it's like I, I was the only one playing Prime 1 when it came out. I remember it was me and one other kid named Aaron who lived on my block. And we were the only <laughs> ones playing Metroid Prime, man. Uh, and my cousin Anthony. No, um, I can speak to that. I owned Metroid Prime and I played the, only a very, very little bit of it, you know? Yeah. I liked what I played. But it was something I never stuck stuck with. Yeah, I mean, I you know back in the day I played Zero Mission and Fusion, um, which were those were the Game Boy Advance games, uh, which were mm-hmm. I guess considered by a lot of fans to be handholdy. They were for me, they were great entries into the fran- They were you know my entries really into the Metroid franchise. I didn't play Super Metroid until I was a lot older, just because. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I had a Super Nintendo growing up, but the games I was playing at the time were Super Mario World, Donkey Kong Country, you know, yeah. Kirby, things like that. Um, I was very young. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I, was not, I was not the Super Metroid demographic. Um, but when I started playing the Metroid games, you know, I, I loved that, that exploration. Um, mm-hmm. the, the games are sort of built on, you know, exploration and combat. And I just being able to kind of get lost in these worlds I thought was a lot of fun. And I feel feel like like this is a great time for Metroid games to come back. Yes. Because you've had now like the, I'm maybe not a full decade, but at least the better part of a decade of Metroidvania games taking off in the Mm -hmm. indie front, you know, and like really, really doing the genre justice with making some amazing Metroid-like games. And this Metroid game is really, really fucking good. And people who are fans of just not maybe not even Metroid in general, but the genre are going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a great time. I really hope that they they keep they come back because that whole genre really has taken off. Yeah. So is this this is an odd question to ask since you, you've said earlier that you haven't played very many Metroid games. Is this the best Metroid game that you've played so far? I mean, that I've, that yeah. I've played? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I don't know how, how much weight that, that holds, though, because I haven't really, you know, I haven't really right. played too many of these. But, I mean, that I have played, um, yeah, I'm enjoying this more than any other Metroid I've played. Okay. Do you think this is a must-have game for the Switch? Do you think this is one of like those, like, yeah, the, the two that I always tell people they got to play if they get a Switch are Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Are you saying? Well, I, I think my recommendation for this is going to be if you had it, like two more specific people. You know, if you had, I, I would, like, I would say, if you had to make a list of like ten games that people have to own if they own a yes, Switch, yes, that this would be this would be on that list. Okay. This would be on that list. Who else the only reason I was list? hesitant to answer that is because uh, it is tough. Mm-hmm. And with it being so difficult, it's not something I would recommend for people who, you know, wouldn't want to play such a difficult game. Right. Because, you know, another argument that some people are making that's been kind of circling on Twitter is uh, it it doesn't let you make the game easier at all. Yeah. You know, it's not very accessible. And then, and then when you beat it, you unlock hard mode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I would say it's easier than Hollow Knight though. It's it's a lot less for it's a lot more forgiving than Hollow Knight is, because Hollow Knight you yeah. die, you get half your mana, you lose all your gold, and then you got to go kill your 
go to the spot where you died and kill yourself like your shadow in order yeah. to get all that back like yeah that sucks all right yeah like, i'm sorry it does. Like, people you know say, oh it's dark souls or whatever i don't care man that's a shitty mechanic all <laughs> yeah, right like yeah <laughs> i like the fact that that in metroid when i die i respawn fairly close to where i died and, and I, pretty quickly yeah, like and quickly, pretty quickly you know? pretty like, close and yeah I, okay yeah in that regard i will say it is more forgiving yeah yeah for sure um i think i i also feel like uh it's it's a lot faster like the combat is faster and more fluid than hollow knight oh yeah for sure uh, you uh-huh. know and i think that 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 helps me a lot with um with the enemies and like the the boss fights as opposed mm-hmm. to hollow knight they they both you know very much rely on like read the read the pattern, avoid the mm-hmm. moves kind of thing like yeah. you know with varying spikes in difficulty. Um, but yeah, with I think because Samus moves so much quicker, it feels mm-hmm. uh, some a lot easier to you know dodge a lot of these attacks and stuff like that. Even if yeah. you know their attacks are faster to kind of compensate for that. Yeah, it it just feels like. Um... If there's a move that you want Samus to do and you need to do it right then and there, she's going to do it the yeah. second you do it because just how responsive it is, how fluid those mechanics are. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of 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 this game. I'm I'm not sure that I would say it's the best Metroid that I've played. Um, I think I think it definitely ranks if I'm going to rank, you know, just like the five mainline Metroids, mm-hmm. uh, Metroid 1, which I don't think is a good game, I, I stand by my statement that NES games do, games from that era don't hold up well. The Super yeah. Nintendo era, the Sega Genesis era, those games hold up just mm-hmm. amazingly. But the NES era games, nah, son, miss me with that. Those games don't hold up well. Um, yeah. I would say between, yeah, Metroid 1... Um, Metroid 2, which I would, you know, consider the the remake on 3DS, not the Game Boy original from, you know, the 80s. Because, look, yeah. if you're remaking a game and it's better, let's keep that one in the canon. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, exactly. Super Metroid being 3, Fusion being 4, Dread being 5. I would say that I would probably rank... Um, I, th- I think that it's really, really hard to beat Super Metroid. Um it's really, really tough. Also, you know what? I'm sorry. If we're also talking the first Metroid, I'm not thinking of the NES one. I'm thinking of Zero Mission, which is the remake of the first one on the Game Boy Advance, which is also really good. Um, so oh, I, I didn't realize that was a remake of the first one. It's a remake of the first one with a, an added epilogue. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get a Game Boy Advance emulator and play this. Yeah, no. Uh, like it's, it, I'm literally going to get an emulator for my pc and look i know that we said that you shouldn't pirate games earlier but i also want to reiterate there's no reasonable way for you to purchase these games all right like it's like it's damn near impossible nintendo's made it impossible to keep playing their old games and i've purchased multiple copies of metroid zero mission and metroid fusion uh Mm -hmm. so you know i did my due diligence um (laughs) I would say, though, uh, if I had to rank them, I would probably put... I would put the second, probably, right under... To Super Metroid? Yeah. I, I, I'd i some... say that's fair. 
Yeah. There's something about Super Metroid that is just like it's really, really hard to top that game. I don't think it's it's a perfect game by any means. Um, I think it's fantastic though. Uh and just I think the thing that I like more about Super Metroid is that there's a ton of optional upgrades in Super Metroid. Like there's a ton of extra upgrades that like you don't have to get to beat the game. Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, I th- I maybe when I backtrack I'll find some and that'd be cool. Um but you know, I don't know that there are I there aren't any that I've seen so far. Like I haven't come across any like blocks that like I haven't at this point been able to break. So I don't know if there's any extra upgrades that I'm missing. Hmm. Um but like in Super Metroid, you can get a bunch of like optional upgrades that like you don't need to be mm-hmm. in the game. I think that's dope, man. Uh <laughs> well, that's another thing that I forgot to bring up about dread though, is like um I've run into a couple blocks that I can't break yet because it's like you know, I figured there's another upgrade that I have to get and then I'll be able to break it. Mm-hmm. But um, I've actually found like ammo or something for an upgrade that I can't use. And it's just in my menu as a question mark. <laughs> yeah, I've I've found like it's some kind of like expendable like currency or yeah. ammo or something. I don't know. It's, uh, don't spoil it for me. Uh, but uh, I mean, well, it's, it's not really a spoiler. It's a standard Metroid item. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, power bomb, like the oh okay. Yeah, the power morph ball bomb. Okay. Um, okay. Because yeah, I, I I thought that was super weird. I was like, was I supposed to find this right now? Because it's like I can't use it. It's just a question bro, mark in my pause. Bro, video. you're out here sequence <laughs> breaking, man. We can show us your moves. Oh shit. I, uh, All right. Well, I do think it'd be fuck. cool to to do to learn how to do some of that sequence breaking or like um, morph morph ball jump. I can kind of morph ball jump in Super Metroid, but I haven't figured out how to do it yet in a uh, in Dread. Yeah, I, haven't got I was the timing down. I was trying to fuck with that. Like, I wasn't sure if that could be like an actual thing for the game. I'm sure it could be if if you have your timing down right. Yeah, yeah. I've but seen. I, I've I seen couldn't get the timing it, yeah. right. I've I've seen people um do it on on Twitter and stuff. And they okay. they've got the got the timing. I just haven't figured it out. Do you know how to shine spark? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's where you just press down, right? Yeah, While yeah. You, when you're doing the sprint, yeah, yeah. And you can you can use that to get a bunch of different like upgrades and shit that are mm-hmm. yeah. There's a uh, there's some spots though where I've I've seen that it, you're supposed to shine spark. I'm just like I got no clue how I'm supposed to get here with like the speed boost thing. Like yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a couple spots I'm still trying to figure that out because it's like. I don't how how do we even ha- how do you even have enough space to like start the boost here? I don't even- Yeah, right. <laughs> My buddy Jared who was on the the podcast, he was texting me the other night and he's like, "I don't have enough space to do the speed boost thing. What do I do?" And I was just like, "I don't know, man. Why are you asking yeah. me?" Like, well, uh, and okay, and so okay, we've we've talked about this game a lot. We'll we'll get off this and into some news here shortly, but um but another thing, so much like how that fight with Kraid like kind of like broadened my horizons as far as like combat goes Mm -hmm. like you know start using those missiles more often um that like speed boost the sprint um kind of did a similar thing with like my the the space in which the game takes place in just the and and i figured out that like you can start your run from a totally different room and then just Mm -hmm. sprint into the next room yep 
And and that's where my mind was just like, oh my god, this opens up so many more possibilities. <laughs> yeah, you can as long as you're shooting and you can get the door open, you can yeah, keep, exactly. keep the run going and then do the shine spark. Yep. Which, uh, man, yeah, it's yeah. This game does a lot of cool little things like that, to where it's just like, once you figure out this other way to do things, it's just mm-hmm. like. Just just opens it up. Yeah, one of the like the, the sequence break that I saw to get the bombs early or whatever. It involved like you slide under like a little platform mm-hmm. after you get the various suit, and then as soon as you come off of like the edge, and like so you're kind of dangling in midair. You can still technically jump a little bit, so you have to jump and then bounce off this wall, off another wall, and then up into a little ledge where you like turn into the morph ball and then crawl across and you can drop down and then come up and get the, uh, it's like the grapple beam or the, the morph ball bombs or something. It's nuts, man. Like, and the Jeez. fact that people figured this out on like the weekend the game came out is yeah, like, for real. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah. It blows my mind. That's crazy. But yeah, I'm I'm loving this game. Um, it's probably my game of the year so far, just because like we've mentioned, it's been a been a fairly lackluster year for games, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. A lot know. of there's been a lot of good little little games that come out, you know, that have been trickling out. But but yeah, as far as like those big bombastic titles that kind of like blow you away, um, mm-hmm. hasn't really uh, been too many of those this year. No, I feel like. I mean, you know, the 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 two game the last two games that I bought before this, if I remember correctly, were uh well no, um aside from Mario Golf was uh Mass Effect and Skyward Sword, which are both remakes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So. But Mario yeah, Golf is I, great. I started like making my uh you know pre game of the year list and you know it's <laughs> you know it's been kind of a kind of a weak year when you have uh what is it mario 3d world or 3d land <laughs> on the list with uh what is it uh what was the bowser oh uh bowser's, bowser's fury bowser's fury that's great which which th- those those were fantastic games they those were. were a lot of fun and bowser's fury was super good but 3d world um, is an eight-year-old game that but it I, is an eight year that i literally game. Hundred percented eight years ago. Do you know what you have to do to hundred percent that game? What beat every single level with every single character, and then eventually, like, oh you, my like, god, like you start doing it, you know, with like all four, and then they're like, oh shit, you just unlocked the fifth character, Rosalina. Now go back and <laughs> <laughs> now go back and beat the oh, fucking god. everything with her. You have to get every <laughs> single green star. You have to get every single stamp. You have to hit the top of every flagpole. Like, oh god, I did it, man. How could you do that? I I couldn't. I, I use couldn't, a guide man. for I use a guide for like the green stars. Um, still to go back yeah. and redo it over and over again. It it actually I couldn't. so I had I had a buddy help me. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, so that we could knock two characters out at once, and we just replay each level twice real quick. And, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's probably the way to do it. Yeah, that was that was the easiest way. Um, but yeah, that was. That was rough. Uh, <laughs> and and then uh, the next game I 100% after that was Spider-Man PS4. Uh, 
which was a lot yeah. easier and because that that yeah. that was that felt fun to 100% because it was just oh, swinging yeah. around picking stuff up So we've got some news coming out this week. Uh, first, small thing, we got a time for Friday's Animal Crossing Direct, 7 a.m. Pacific time. Guess what? I'll be up and awake watching it live. I uh, will not. <laughs> I, I will. And uh, the updates, unfortunately, don't come till November. So, boom. But that'll be fun. Um, hopefully, it's enough to get me to want to dive back into the game. It's like 20 minutes long. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that's, you know, big money content. Um, but we've yeah. already covered Show that. Show off the cafe and then tease us something that'll drop in, I don't know, March. Battle Royale! Ba- <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Oh, what I would give for an Animal Crossing Battle Royale. 100 Islanders drop onto an <laughs> island. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. I mean, think about it. It's, that would be so there. good. That would be so good. Except here's the thing: you don't you don't pick up guns or anything like that. You you've only got like your bug net and your shovel. Yeah, and, like, you know like, <laughs> the slingshot. I'd just be slingshotting all day. Yeah. Um, oh my yeah. god. I I hope it's I hope it's something meaty. That would that would be wonderful. So yeah, that'll be cool. Fingers crossed for that. Um, interesting. Uh, other piece of news that came out. Um, actually earlier today. Uh, Avowed, which is a game being developed by Obsidian, who are responsible for games such as Fallout New Vegas and The Outer Worlds, um, has gotten some leaks courtesy of Jez Corden from Windows Central. Uh, Now, again, these are not 100% confirmed until we see them, you know, in the final product of the game themselves. But... uh, this person is fairly reputable, so I feel like we can assume that at least some of this stuff is going to be true. Yeah, uh, and what is a, an episode of Backlit Games if there isn't, like, a section of baseless speculation? That's what we're here for. What's, <laughs> what is the point of not baseless speculation? Yeah, um, it's fun. Yeah. So about uh, allegedly it is somewhere between either like a pre-production or, or a deep pre-production or a pre-alpha state. Um, it's going to be using the same engine as the Outer Worlds, but uh, it'll be more enhanced with some action-oriented combat uh, and we'll have deep RPG elements, uh, multi-class play styles, like being able to dual wield and stuff. Um, but it will be more loadout based than uh, a game like Skyrim. Uh, and the way that the kind of avowed has oh, been okay. uh, talked about is if the outer worlds was their answer to fallout avowed is their answer to Skyrim. Okay. Um, so uh, avowed is going to be more loadout based in Skyrim. Certain upgrades will be restricted um, certain classes. Uh, the game is also allegedly more colorful than expected um there's environmental activity like swimming or being able to use spells to move destroyed rubble that block pathways uh hopefully it'll be shown in e3 2022 small chance it's revealed at the game awards this year uh and it has a how wild would that be that what a show that would be that'd be cool that would be something uh and then uh 
release date of probably 2023. So what do you think? Uh, does this sound good? Are you interested? Yeah, well, I think it sounds cool, and I think it sounds smart because um, Microsoft now owns Bethesda. They own, you know, the Elder Scrolls, hmm. and they own... Um, why, why did I just forget the name of this Obsidian. studio? Obsidian. So they own both of these studios, you know. So you got you got Fallout, and then you got you know the more stripped down, the more you know streamlined, uh, the outer the outer wilds, or the, uh, sorry, the outer worlds. Right. <laughs> uh, that's that never stops getting confusing saying those two games names. Um. So then. This in my mind, if this is a more, you know, kind of stripped down their own version of Skyrim where it's a little bit more streamlined, that makes sense, you know, make it a little bit more of like a simplified version of that, um, like kind of in their own way that that the, you know, Outer Worlds was. Um, so that way there's no like direct conflict between the studios that Microsoft owns, no right. direct you know, competition between that. Um, I think, I think that's cool. I think that would be, I mean, this still sounds like it's a lot of fun and, um, I don't have a whole lot to say about it until I've, I fucking see like anything from it, you know? <laughs> yeah. This, this but, all sounds great on paper, but you know, I really would like to see uh gameplay before I make any sort yeah. of, I, I, I don't trust anything that gives or any, any game that tries to sell me on pre-rendered cutscenes, you know, uh, I think no. we've all been burned enough by that. Um, thanks, yeah. Ubisoft. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, but there's there's a lot of people guilty of that. But, that's true. But yeah, Ubisoft for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I am definitely interested in a game that I was not interested in before. Uh, mm -hmm. I would really like to see where this goes i love the the kind of idea of having um skyrim but more loadout based uh mm -hmm. that sounds really interesting and it's cool it, it sounds more like hey if you're gonna pick a class you gotta you kind of gotta stick to what that class can do right you can't you can't start building an archer and then all of a sudden be a necromancer right you know <laughs> but i mean there there was you know, part of the fun of Skyrim, I will admit, especially when you got into like the really, really late game, was like, mm -hmm. "Well, I maxed out archery and stealth. Uh, I guess it'll and go now be a when I shoot things and they die, they reanimate." Yeah, it's like now it's like I've I've maxed out all of my points in these relevant skills, like, and I have all these extra skill points. I guess now I'll just start leveling up other things, like yeah, you know, like. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, I'm also the Archmage, and I'm, like, the head of <laughs> the Thieves' yeah. Guild, like... Yeah. Also, I'm a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a vampire killer, and... Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it does feel like it is going to be just more stripped, you know, just just more stripped down, you yeah. know? It, it's going to be more... I like that. Give me some focus. Simplified. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um so that'll be interesting I, I, and yeah on paper this sounds great it, this sounds great um i'm excited for it you know I'm, my my excitement is tempered of course because i haven't seen shit or even hardly heard anything about this since they showed off like what a tiny little cg trailer yeah, like what, I, a, a year ago at this point mm -hmm. almost two years ago 
Yeah. So, I mean, cool. I trust that they could do something cool with this, but uh, we'll see. Uh, next and our final piece of news, uh, the former head of Apple Arcade is leading PlayStation's mobile strategy going forward. Um, according to GamesIndustry.biz, uh, the former Apple Arcade head of content, Nicola Sebastiani. I'm sorry if I didn't say that right. That sounds right to me. Uh, <laughs> Nicola Sebastiani. Uh, has joined PlayStation as its new vice president, head of mobile. I'm really sorry for that, you guys. I just want to pause. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pause and just apologize. For that. You just that was... made the entire Italian community so proud of how great you pronounced that. I... <laughs> I'm sure. I speak, me, a non-Italian, <laughs> I speak for the Italian community. <laughs> as As someone who is... A person. I just want to apologize. <laughs> I, I, I'm a person of vague ethnicity. I don't actually 100% know because I was adopted. So like it's kind of. I know I know some things, but I don't know everything. Um, I've been told that I was Italian though, so I don't know. Just cut all this out, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, that report. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, uh, as reported by Push Square, the appointment uh, actually dates back from uh, July. Before joining PlayStation, Sebastiani worked at Apple for over seven years as head of games business management for the App Store from 2013 before becoming the head of Apple Arcade or the head of content for Apple Arcade in 2018. Um, Sony, Sony shared the intention to break in to like their kind of mobile platforms in a corporate strategy briefing back in May. Uh, and they want to use their IP in mobile games to kind of complement their lineup. I I think this is a, a a good move if they're kind of going into the mobile sphere. What I mm-hmm. hope this means is because you can play Apple Arcade on your Apple TV. Are they bringing back PlayStation TV? <laughs> Bring back PlayStation TV. I'm not going to go that far as to get my hopes up to that. Um, <laughs> I will say this is really interesting and I can totally see them making some cool like you know, like how they said, uh, companion pieces to their mainstream IP, you know, um, mm-hmm. kind of like how how they would do for like the PSP and the Vita, yeah. you know, M- you know, maybe they don't make it as, uh, you know, as high fidelity as what those machines could offer. But um, but I don't know, most phones nowadays can can really run quite a bit like know, surprisingly fortnite? so Fuck. yeah i mean you could run, you could run you know cross-platform fortnite on your phone or you could yeah. before the apple epic suit um <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i mean i i think that you know a, i could definitely see them re-releasing a game like uncharted golden abyss on mm-hmm. iphone or like taking a lot you know some of these vita games that didn't sell well that are like yeah and, and oh how great would that put, be that'd be so put cool them on mobile bro like yeah um yeah i think that or there there's even other ip that they have like i think ratchet and clank could be ripe for like a, a mobile game um mm-hmm. not one or even play. some other some other ip that's like more simple and you know uh like little big uh, planet pat upon little big pat upon little big planet yeah, yeah. of course but even Patapon like Patapon, yeah. where it's just like, you know, it's more of a flat game. You know, that's yeah. totally Patapon like would be perfect. phone material. Yeah. What if we get a, a Tearaway sequel 
on on PS5 or on yeah on mobile. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, that'd be tight. Bring that'd be back, really cool. Bring back Parappa the Rapper on mobile. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that would that's be so the, good that's on the mobile. Platform. Actually, yeah, that would be so good. Parappa the Rapper. Uh, yeah, I think I think they can do a lot of a lot of good stuff with their with their mm-hmm. IP. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think we're gonna see like. Horizon Zero Dawn mobile port or anything like <laughs> yeah let's get some Aloy's uh you know uh arrow training oh <laughs> like, yeah right or, training or like, uh <laughs> we'll get like a a bejeweled but it's uncharted that's what we'll get it's, <laughs> yeah. it's Nathan Drake just standing there being like look at all these diamonds <laughs> like as they come down yeah and then yeah, suddenly exactly. being like don't try it, kid. Bing, bing, bing. Like, you know, like that's what it'll be. It'll just be like character. I'd play it. I'd probably fucking play it. Like if it's free, I'll play it. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I you... think this is cool and it's smart for PlayStation because Nintendo's getting into that avenue, you know, and it... and it's been very lucrative for them. On the note of if it's free, I'll play it. Uh, I think them getting the head of Apple Arcade uh, that tells me that it's not going to be free. That tells me that these are going to be like actual like you know quality games that like mm-hmm. you're gonna download i i w- would love it if we if we saw maybe some i don't i don't know that sony has a lot of like first party ips from like their their kind of early days of gaming like the ps1 era but i would love if they brought back like some of those ps1 games onto mobile platforms you can mm-hmm. run it you know no question like yeah um this this um this almost feels like a response to netflix wanting to get into games 100 in my opinion this feels like absolutely a response to netflix doing this they grabbed somebody from apple arcade too didn't they did they oh yeah they may have um I, I don't I don't know that for certain i don't know i don't know the specifics about that but that sounds right we talked about this last week yeah, well, I mean, we compared them to yeah. Apple Arcade. That, that's like what it approach, was. That's what it was. I don't, they, I don't no, they got they, they got someone got... from Sony. I think maybe was. Oh, did they? <laughs> so they got someone from Sony, yeah. and then Sony got someone from Apple Arcade. That's funny. I I don't know that for certain. I'd have to research that more. But um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, this totally feels like a response to that because you know Netflix is getting into games along the route of Apple Arcade. It's going to be mobile. Nintendo has been getting into the mobile space and they've been doing extremely well, making really good money doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Microsoft is in a weird way getting into the mobile space because of xCloud. Um, It doesn't make sense for PlayStation to not do this, you know, like they have to. Otherwise, they're getting left behind. And it's kind of embarrassing to get left behind by Nintendo. (laughs) <laughs> at this yeah. point you know at least making like you know business moves like this in the in this space of like different technology and stuff like that you know accessibility it's nin- yeah especially when it, nintendo historically has been behind everyone yeah. else you know yeah thank you thank you i think that was more of the point i, I wanted to make but, yeah they but yeah it's they've historically been not even behind the curve they've been on a different curve than you know everyone (laughs) else um yeah they were on the previous curve (laughs) okay no i i was wrong the the guy that netflix hired mike verdu uh was from 
uh, EA and Facebook's like VR stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. So, my bad. I didn't want to want to fucking lie and spread misinformation on our podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think that this is uh, like a a really smart hire for them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I. I don't have Apple Arcade, but uh, my buddy Jared does. Uh, he loves it. He raves uh, about a lot of the games that are on there and says that they're great. Yeah. Um, There's some really good shit on there. Um, yeah. I got a I free... Shantae. I love them Shantae games. Shantae's good. Grindstone is amazing. The The latest um, Castlevania is on there, uh, which, yeah. which he told me he was playing right before Metroid came out, and he was like, I did like it, uh, but it's fucking hard. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, Grimoire of Souls. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I'm I'm excited to see what happens from this. Um, but uh, but yeah, is that the show? I think think we did a show. I think we did a show. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Backlit Games. You can find us anywhere podcasts are sold. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Backlit Games. You can find me, Corey Faust, on Twitter at Forycaust. You can find Jordan Raddick at Jordan is Rad. You can, um, you know, like, share, subscribe, do all those things. Leave us a review if you're listening on um, Apple. Uh, what's it called now? Podcast, Apple Podcasts. I think, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, leave us a review. I don't think you can leave a review on Spotify, but um, if you uh, are listening on Apple Podcasts, do that. Yeah. It helps the show a lot. Or send us a mean um, DM if you don't like the show. Yeah. And we'll like, read so it just be, during our next just episode. Just be absolutely vile. Yeah. Like, we will read it. Um, we'll out you. <laughs> we will. In that DM, though, also include your address. <laughs> so I mean, we can dox you on the show. <laughs> is it doxing if they give us the information willingly? It's a self-dox. <laughs> Dude, there was... <laughs> There was one time where someone tried to start a fight with me on Facebook uh, and and like told me to come fight him in real life and sent me his address. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm at work, man. <laughs> he started a fight with me because I posted a laugh react to a comment that he made. Like, because I, I thought it was a dumb comment and I laugh reacted. And he just can't like... Like started commenting on my thing, and then he's like, "Fuck you, get off my How page." Fragile yeah. is your ego if that causes you to go off the handle. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, he was like, "Fuck you, get off my page," and I was like, "You're on my page, saying all this stuff, man. I'm <laughs> leave me alone." <laughs> you don't want me to laugh at this. Why are you being so hilarious? It, it was wild, man. <laughs> I, I think that was literally what I said. What you said? I said like, "How fragile is your ego that like." <laughs> That you're trying to like have a have a fucking fist fight with me, like because <laughs> I thought oh something you said God. was dumb. Yeah, man. So yeah, send us your. It's it's not doxing if you send us your address. <laughs> there we go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> but if you do, we won't come to your house and fight you. Just know no, that. we most certainly will not. And why is that? We'll just know what area you know within the continental U.S. to avoid. <laughs> yeah, we don't fight because we're men in our thirties who. <laughs> are both fairly well emotionally stable at this point uh yeah. thanks to years of therapy and self-work so you know yeah the prospect of fighting just sounds exhausting more it than sounds anything. like a lot of work horrible <laughs> the last thank you guys again <laughs> thank you guys again so much for listening 
Uh, this has been Backlit Games, and we are out.